self-care sessions on five extra loud mornings with Nicole De Silva. So how many times have you told people that you have an allergy to a particular product or maybe to a particular food or, or maybe just something that you could potentially be exposed to? How bad is that reaction? Maybe you're experiencing what seems to be an allergic reaction, but don't know what it's co- what is causing it. Well, we have an Allergies 101 session right now to help us answer these questions. I'm joined by Dr. Marinda McDonald. Thanks so much for your time, Doc. Good to have you with us. Fantastic. Good morning, Nicole and listeners. Thanks for having me. Um, what, Doc, what are allergies and what are some things that people think are allergies, but they're not really? So an allergy is when your body recognizes something in the environment that's foreign and good as foreign and bad. And it then lodges an attack similar to what it would do if it is a bacteria or a virus or a parasite. And they can range from mild, something like eczema, dry skin, um, allergic rhinitis, runny nose, asthma, to more life-threatening allergies such as anaphylaxis to certain foods that can close your chest and um, you know close your throat. And it can be a life-threatening situation. But the basic immune reaction is the same. It's just two different products. So those would be allergies. Um, there are certain people that believe that, um, I think my favorite one at the moment is everybody's allergic to gluten. Mm. Um, and gluten um, as a pr- molecule is not a, it's not something that we become allergic to. You get a very severe condition called non-celiac gluten hypersensitivity. But, and then you get the life-threatening or the very severe celiac disease, which is an autoimmune disease. Mm. But it is tends to be more of a fad. If you're doing a 60-40 gluten, it's more of a, you'd rather have a salad than a a sandwich, and that makes you feel better. But it should make you feel better because it's a healthier lifestyle. It's so funny that you mentioned gluten because I've found out, I think only, I started having reactions when I was like 14 and only like in my late 20s that I actually realized that this was a proper problem for me. And only now recently did I find out that I'm, I think that first one, the non-celiac, so I'm not celiac, but I'm like so close, so close, so close. (laughs) It's like scary. Just as severe. But like, why, why does it happen where you will be fine with something and then all of a sardine, not. I was fine up to the age of 14 and then my body just tuned, nope, now we're going to make you suffer. Um, There are are multiple factors. There are stress that plays a role. Um, our maturity, the older we get, certain allergens become more common, like bee venom becomes an allergy yes. later on in life. Prawn yes. allergies become an a- allergy later on in life. It's based on your exposure. So certain allergies take longer to develop just because of your exposure to the product. Mm. And, I mean, on a physiological level, what is the purpose or is there a purpose? Why Is this like a dysfunctional system that our bodies are, are detecting that something that's not harmful to you is bad? For, for example, um, let's say children, babies who are not able to have breast milk, they're lactose intolerant. They can't have milk. It, it seems bizarre that your body would detect that as something that's harmful when it's literally the first thing that you need to consume. So... Um uh, if I can start with the babies, then I'll explain uh, the, the reaction. So the the babies, what happens with those babies would be they're not allergic to the breast milk, but it might be something the mother consumes. And at that age, it usually would be egg or um, milk that the mother consumes that the baby reacts to. Yeah. And 
allergies is always a protein and lactose is a sugar. So those babies we would call cow's milk protein allergic. And it could be mild, like giving you eczema, or it could be life-threatening if the mother then later gives that baby a formula. It could really be severe. Mm. So what happens in your body is, is it's a default setting in your immune system that's gone wrong. So th- there are a white blood cells called B cells, and th- they are pro- pre-programmed to keep on making antibodies. Now, antibodies is how a body makes sense of the world. Mm-hmm. It, it, they pick up things in the environment. And they say, oh, this is good. No problem. This is good. No problem. They say, oh, this is a bacteria. Big problem. Come on, recruit. And it it literally calls, you know, the analogy of the soldiers. It calls all the white blood cells to go fight this because it needs to act fast and to have a very severe response so that um, it doesn't overwhelm your body. Now, what has happened is, is, is it's pre-programmed little antibodies called IgE. That's the antibody of allergy. It is programmed then to say that milk, cat, dog is, is bad, whereas it is not bad. And then the moment you're in contact, your body lodges a similar type of severe response. And the, 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 most, the, the most common thing it was used for is to fight parasites. And how do does a microscopic cell get rid of a parasite? Lots of mucus and a very severe response. And so that is where the, what happens in your body. And unfortunately, that B cell keeps on making those antibodies unless you change the programming by something called immunotherapy, where we change your immune system. That's but actually what I wanted to ask next, actually. Sorry to interrupt you, there, Doc, but you're literally jumping onto the next, the next question. So if you have an allergy, there, there is a treatment to sort of diminish the, the response or to, to maybe get rid of it completely? So there's three parts to allergy management. There's avoidance, there's medical management, and then there's immunotherapy. So avoidance is, is you avoid the, the cat, you avoid the peanut, you avoid the, um, the milk, the bees, if you can. Yeah. Medical management would be to take your nose spray, your antihistamine, your asthma inhaler. Every day. What, every day. What you must remember is that's a downstream event. But if you don't take it, you get the complications. But unfortunately, if you stop the medication, the allergy will return. But it's imperative that you do because otherwise it damages your body. And then immunotherapy is where we expose you to what you're allergic to in incremental doses. And sometimes we start at a millionth of the dose Hmm. and we give it to you over a period of time and we change your immune system. That then goes and changes those B cells I was talking about, their default setting. So we then do a reprogramming of your immune system. How does that work? Because if they are so in tune with what's entering your body and reacting to it, the small, like the microdosing, oh, it sounds weird saying microdosing for, <laughs> for allergens, but um, having a small amount of, let's say, bee venom in your body, is that not going to just cause a response? It can. And sometimes we do have patients who develop anaphylaxis or severe reaction during the process. Um, and that's why there's very strict guidelines. We do it for fruit as well. We do it for peanut. We do it for nuts, milk, egg. Um, but we also do it for grass. So the inhalants are less likely to be severe. But it is possible. But what happens is, is if you ex- this has been available for 120 years. Mm. And what happens is, is you expose the body and it creates a new line of cells. And those then create an antibody called IgG4. And as soon as those antibodies are sufficient, they block where those IgEs should go. But it's a fine balance. Mm. Because if you get too much, they can have a severe reaction. 
And if you give too little, the process is too slow. Okay. But there's a worked out protocols to make it safe and effective treatment. And does this work for, um, I'm, not, I'm not being very selfish, but do, would this work for like the gluten, <laughs> for the gluten allergies? Does it work for all of them or are there only some that it can work for? No, so it will work for your, um, all your inhalants, your cat, dog, grass, those ones, bee venom. And then I do it to foods, so yeah. but your IgE reactions, in other words, your life-threatening ones to uh. foods. The non-celiac gluten hypersensitivity, unfortunately not. That's an elimination reintroduction. Damn it. But, yeah. but those ones sometimes after a period of elimination, and preservatives work the same way. If yes. you eliminate preservatives over a protracted period, after a while your body can tolerate small amounts if you reintroduce it back. But that, there is no desensitization for that part because it works on different white blood cells. This is fascinating. Doc, if you think that you might have an allergy, but you have no idea what the thing is that's causing you to react this way, what's the best way to go and find out? The best way is to keep meticulous records. So you write down every single time you've had a reaction, and you write down everything you've eaten, drunk, and where you were in the last 24 hours. So the uh, allergies is about pattern recognition. Then you visit a healthcare professional that is trained in allergies. Unfortunately, to just visit somebody that does not have experience, they might, yes. you might get a low positive on a milk, but you were allergic as a baby to a milk. You've got some antibodies and they yes. make you eliminate milk. And so you need a trained professional. If you go onto the um, Allergy Foundation of South Africa's website, there is a list of trained professionals that have an interest in allergies. And that would be the people to consult regarding that. Mm. One must really be careful also about interpreting um, the results. If you have a very severe grass allergy and you live in Gauteng, mm. you might have a low positive on your blood test coming up as peanut wheat soya. But those don't cause sinus. And then patients are avoiding those unnecessarily because it's a false positive result. So you mm. need somebody that can interpret your, your, your testing. So if you haven't had a severe reaction to peanut, but your blood says you're, you're peanut allergic, then you're not peanut allergic. Hmm. Well, I suppose that makes sense. Uh, this, you know, you, you mentioned false positive now. Now, definitely something we need to ask about the COVID vaccine and allergies. Apparently, some people have egg allergies or related, and then they therefore don't want to take the vaccine. Have do you have any advice on this or any opinion on it? Um, I have one overwhelming opinion, and this is based on more than 20 years of, of treating patients, have the vaccine, have the vaccine, have the vaccine. The vaccine allergy is extremely specific. So if you have an egg allergy, there's not one um, vaccination, there's only one that you cannot have, and that would be the yellow fever vaccine that you can even have under supervision with me. Um, the only people who are should not, should consider uh, being tested by an allergist is a patient who has had an anaphylactic reaction, in other words, a very severe reaction, to a vaccine. Now, that might be the, uh, the pneumonia vaccine, the flu vaccine, and this does not mean, oh, my body was so sore for two days, I couldn't move, my arm was so sore. That's a side effect, and that's expected. It's I'm talking about you got that, your chest closed, your throat closed. Yeah. That would also could also include certain medications mm. and certain antibiotics. Other than that, one should not um, uh, avoid the vaccine. And again, if your mother told you you're penicillin allergic because you were two, 
and something reacted, she can't remember, then you probably don't have a penicillin allergy, and then you must absolutely still have the vaccine. 95% of patients with a vague history of penicillin allergy actually don't have a penicillin allergy and must be investigated for that. And which so is, have the vaccine. Yeah. Because young people are the vectors. So young people are the vectors. So as soon as it's available for young people, they must have the vaccine. Because we're passing it on to those who are more vulnerable, yes. even though the Delta variant seems to be hitting young people at a, an alarming rate. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Doc, I feel like we could chat forever. I'm, I, I'm a, I'm a scientist. I have a scientist brain and and heart, and I just, I, I'm so curious about the body and how it reacts to things and why we're different and how it's different. Um, but I think we need to leave it there for today. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate, it, especially on a Sunday. Um, and this will be on catchup 5fmcoza Look for catchups, extra loud mornings. You'll find it there. Self care session, allergies 101 with Dr. Marinda McDonald. Doc, again, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Self-care has never felt this good. It's self-care session.